there's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This episode is brought to you by The Weather Channel. It's suggested that brands avoid using sound effects in podcast ads. And remember to speak in a chill tone. Well, here's a suggestion for everyday life. Tap into the Weather Channel app. It's loaded with insights that help you manage your allergies, breathe easy, and use your outside voice. What in the weather are you waiting for? Be a force of nature with the Weather Channel app. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com SBO. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to my travel podcast, Life's a Beach. Every week I invite a special guest to take us on a journey together to their favourite holiday destinations and to reveal their top travel tips and tales. Flying on Allen Air tonight, we have one of Australia's most talented artists. He's a musician, writer, actor, composer, songwriter. He hit the big time when he turned Roald Dahl's book Matilda into a multi-prize winning West End musical, which you probably have heard has been made into a film with a star-studded cast. But if you're more of a fan of his stand-up and darker side, you've got to check out Back. It's his stand-up show filmed live at Shepherd's Bush, which hits cinemas across the UK this Wednesday on November 23rd. It is, of course, the multi-talented Tim Minton. This is the final boarding call for Tim Minchin. This is the final boarding call for Tim Minchin. This is the final boarding call for Tim Minchin. This is the final boarding call for Tim Minchin. Tim Minchin, can you please come to the gate? Tim Minchin, Tim Minchin, I love you. Tim Minchin, you're only a gate away. Thank you. Hiya, Tim. Hello, Alan. Welcome nice on board. To... Thanks. Great to be on board. I love the pressure. Good air pressure. Nice smell. Yeah, it's lovely, isn't it? I like to, you know, pump some, um, you know, Febreze around the, uh, around the cabin. <laughs> yeah. Good. So, to tell us, what kind of a traveller are you when you're flying around? Are you a quite a conscientious one? Will you listen to the in-flight safety demonstration or will you put your AirPods on? Because I, I get guilty when they start doing it. I take them off even though it's so boring. I think I don't listen anymore. <laughs> I think if I'm on a small plane and the host is right there doing their actions and I'm sitting right in front of them, I, I watch them and sort of look encouragingly at them yes, to say, I do that. <laughs> you have an audience. Uh, I appreciate you. 
but mostly I don't, especially if you do lots of flights in a row and you've watched the video. And, and honestly, <laughs> I, it's, I, I, I have come to the conclusion that it's probably not going to crash. <laughs> That's just based on available evidence, <laughs> statistics and an anecdote. <laughs> I just, I just think I'm, and if it does, I'm not sure I'm going to be thinking, what did the video say? You know, I think I'm going to just be going, ah, I'm too important to die. I think they should stop that first one, you know, where they show you how to put your seatbelt on. I think they need to drop that because I think we yeah, all know and, how and that saying works. We don't know smoking. Yeah. It's like we, I think we're there. Yeah. I think we've arrived. <laughs> it's not an episode of Mad um, Men, is it? You know, where we're like going back in time. and. <laughs> I mean, there will be, on every flight, there'll be someone who's never been on a plane. Yeah. On, on every busy flight. Mm. You've got to cater for them. Yeah. You know? It's like as a theatre performer, you have to remember every night when you're 30, 130 shows into a tour and you're sort of thinking, Ugh, this audience, <laughs> you know, you've got to remember there's someone in that audience that's never been to a theatre and has saved up to catch a train to come and see you. I, I always think, try and keep that in the front of my head. Oh, you've got to, yeah. You can't be too ungrateful, can you? So tell us about this. Tim mentioned back one night only, 23rd of November, filmed at the gorgeous Shepherd's Bush Empire. Now, you said three years you did this tour and it nearly killed you. And so have you got a bit of Stockholm Syndrome with this tour? Can you not let go? Because I'm in the middle of a tour. Well, I'm, I'm actually coming to the end of my tour. And although, you know, it's I've been going with the pandemic and all that shit, I'm coming to the end of it now and I'm like, oh, I think I'd, I don't want it to end, but I sort of do and it's weird. Are you in that kind of stage? Yeah, well, I mean, I've finally got my last, you know, six times delayed date done in <laughs> Australia in March or February. So, but it's a good while ago now since I've finished it. And then there's been the absolutely mortifying, horrible process of having to edit the the recording of it. Mm. So you have to look at your own face and listen to your own voice and you just want to just punch yourself in the mouth. Um, so I've been through that and I've come out the other side and I've sort of adjusted my self-loathing back to its normal hum. Um, but I, I, do, I do think you get used to the, the rhythm of touring and for me especially because I have this band and my beautiful crew, like there's 20 of us or something. Um, good way to not make much money. But anyway, <laughs> um, I just love those people. And I feel guilty because I've got kids and a partner and everything. And, and you're sort of, part of you is like, I liked, I liked it when I was on a tour bus and everyone like was getting, you know, like feeding me cheese and I had a tour. I've got like the best. I've got a tour manager who's sort of used to work for Queen and she's like the best tour manager yeah, yeah. ever. And that, you just get so spoiled. And, yeah, I know. My tour, manager's like, my tour manager's like my carer. He's so lovely. Helps me to the toilet and gets me <laughs> my favourite cup of tea and all that. And it's nice. It's lovely. When you come home, you haven't got that anymore. Well, you no, Sarah you have to here. like... You have to do your own dishes. I mean, it's <laughs> appalling. I have to wash my own clothes. I'm like, parent my children. Um, yeah, so, uh, and but also the, the buzz of live performance. I mean, it's it's been talked about forever, but coming down, it, it, it mucks you up, doesn't it? Like, it, it 
does your head in. It, it, it rewires your brain to kind of expect a level of endorphins and adoration and stuff that is just not good for you. No. Um, no. So trying to figure that out, trying to reintegrate into normal life where you don't have a bunch of people clapping you every night is, <laughs> is a whole thing. <laughs> is this true? Is Wikipedia lying? But was you really born in Northampton? I was, yeah. No, I'm a Northamptonian, up the cobblers. Yeah, you are. It's you and me and uh, that beardy graphic novelist, Alan Moore, wasn't he? Yeah, so he, used to, he wrote, um, was it V for Vendetta? He wrote that in The Racehorse, yeah. you know, the pub in The Racehorse. Did he really? Yes. Well, the thing is, I, I don't know anything about Northampton, although I did tour there once. But So my dad is a surgeon and back in the 70s, if you wanted to be a, a surgeon and you're Australian, it was very seen as very desirable to go and study in the UK to get your your fracs, not your your fellowship of the royal your fracs, not your fracs, your fellowship of the royal college, not not the fellowship of the royal Australian college. The royal college was seen as more anyway. So dad got a placement at Northampton General Hospital, and my mum and dad moved over with my big brother, and then at some point, legend has it, on a train to Edinburgh. I was conceived <laughs> with a like with my dad's penis and my mum's vagina. All of that business. Yeah. In my head, I'm imagining it going into a tunnel just as it happened, like yes, making exactly. guns. Whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> and yeah, and but I was back in Australia before I was one, so suffice oh. it to say, I've never been in the seahorse or the racehorse. Well, <laughs> The, <laughs> <laughs> the famous Northampton pub, the Seahorse. Yeah. The, the, the Crab and Seahorse. <laughs> because you, you've never been to the Boot and Shoe Museum? Uh, no, but I, I, I know it's a thing. I, yeah. They, they made a lot of boots and a lot of shoes. Yeah, yeah, it's good there. They asked me, I'm not bragging, but they asked me to put one of my shoes... So one of my Crocs is in the museum next to what Mary Queen of Scots' shoe would have looked like. So, oh, yeah, I'm in really good company. Right. Yeah, that's appropriate, <laughs> I guess. Something, some joke about queens and crocodiles, I don't know. So tell us, <laughs> what it, so what are you like as a traveller? Because I saw you were offsetting your carbon footprint, were you? Now, that is one of the downsides oh. of touring. If you do care about the planet, you actually realise, actually, this touring's probably not doing any good. But that is important to you, isn't it? And I watched uh, the YouTube thing and I thought, yeah, it is. I mean, you're going round and you're spreading joy and you're making people, but there is that thing at the back of the thing, oh, God, I'm flying everywhere. I mean, is, is that important oh, yeah. to you when you're... Well, it clearly is when you go travelling. I mean, I... I, I... I don't know. You just try not to, you know, you try to balance all the good stuff with, with some responsibility. Obviously, yeah. it's like, you know, you you pay your tax and you try and give time and money to things and you, you just want to, I always think if you can act in a way that if you can say, if everyone acted like me, that'd be good, right? Yeah. That, like the world, if, so that, that's, that's my kind of moral guide as a, as a godless you know, uh, amateur ethicist. My moral guide is like, if everyone behaved like me, how would that work out? That that's a really good hypothetical. And often, p high status people, people with money and um, stuff, they they think they're special, but 
they don't apply that question. Like how should, anyway, when, you, when you're in our position, one thing is if everyone acted like me travel-wise, the world would have been dead 100 years ago. <laughs> I mean, my carbon footprint's atrocious. So in Australia, we did a whole thing where we didn't just like pay for some carbon offset no. credits on the airline. We, we planted trees and tried to only use biodegradable stuff backstage and not have plastic water bottles and use electric cars for transfers. And so we, we, we made a bit of a thing of it to try and... There, there are companies who are trying to set precedents for touring people yeah, yeah. and I, I really want to get involved in that. It's harder in England... Yeah. Well, no, it looked, it looked authentic, person. though. It looked authentic. That's what I like, because sometimes you get, oh, I'm, yeah. you know, someone flies around yeah, the world in a private jet and then has a couple of hanging baskets yeah. put up, and you're like, no, you're totally, putting it, right. you know, it looked put authentic. Put it this way, I reckon you could put my carbon footprint in the Northampton Shoe and Boot Museum. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's a good callback, Tim. You're Thank on, you very much. I should be fire. in comedy. I shouldn't have retired. <laughs> I'm wasted on children's musicals, Alan. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash SBO. Terms and conditions apply. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com socks. This episode is brought to you by Funnables. Funnables aren't just fruit snacks. Every bite your child takes is fueled to spark their imagination, taking them from a wild unicorn space mission to a deep sea dive into a rainbow river. Funnables are made with 7.1% real fruit puree and are an excellent source of vitamins A, C, and E. So anytime, any place, make snack time playtime with Funnables Fruit Snacks. Have fun. Eat it too. Visit FunnablesSnacks.com to shop now. Where did you go on holiday as a kid and were they fun? Oh, yeah, really fun. and um, But no carbon footprint there because no. we're West Australians. So Perth's, you know... Perth's so far from everything that yeah. we, we weren't... I had sort of rich friends at school who would go skiing and stuff. We were, we were camping family, so yeah. my dad's dad had a farm and so we spent a lot of time doing that, which was a lot of fun and just wandering off and building, you know, shacks out of fallen trees and um, building go-karts and stuff and... Uh, and but it was also work like you know we'd have to help our granddad you know put elastic bands around the testicles of lambs and you know oh. all that stuff but uh <laughs> yeah so it was, it was it was really um and then we'd do these big camping trips we we drove with four kids um with with my little sister Nell was only one and my big brother was 11 and there's four of us in the back of this van and my mum and dad and a camper trailer and we spent a month driving across Australia and back. That sort of stuff. Loved it. 
Oh, that sounds amazing. I'm not so happy about putting, um, was it, elastic band round the bollocks. Do they come in different sizes or is it the same like elastic band? Could you use a oh, scrunchie? I thought you meant the bollocks. Could you yeah, use a scrunchie? It's like a scrunchie, yeah. <laughs> Both the bollocks and the elastic bands come in different sizes, but um, the, 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 the elastic bands are tiny and you had to put them on this four-pronged thing to stretch them out there's a tool that stretches the elastic band out because you couldn't do it with your hands and then you grab you grab this is for vegetarians and vegans out there this is actually you know trigger warning stuff but you you, you have to find the balls because just like human baby uh humans they they haven't descended yet so you have to sort oh, of fuck. dig around and 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 make sure they're in the scrotum mm. and then you you have to put the elastic over the balls and then release it and it it's Awful, but the point is that they, it cuts off the blood supply and they just wander around, presumably in some pain, and they just wander around and their balls drop off. Oh, but they have a lovely falsetto. And the, uh, the hostess just brought me a wine. I think it was one of my children, but I didn't look around. Oh, this is nice. Why? I mean, the trouble Here is we go. Missing... Oh, what wine is it? Cheers. I just drink the kind of biggest, <laughs> pepperiest wine I can find. It will be some Shiraz. Oh, nice. Hello, sir. We're about to start our in-flight dining. Now, we've got a lovely red for you here, a lovely Shiraz from Australia. Um, what would you like with it? We've got chicken breast, we've got beef fillet, or we've got lamb's bowl bags. What do you want? I'm, I'm coming to Australia on my tour. Tell me something I should do. I'm coming to Perth as well. Tell me something I should do in Perth. Because last time I was there, I went to go on the beach and there was a great white shark had come on there and eaten through a man's um, paddle board. So they'd cordoned it oh, yeah. all off. And I, I ate sharks. Yeah. Um, I don't like anything that's got bigger teeth than me. Do you know what I mean? Or the same yeah, teeth. totally. I think, <laughs> look, I, I would say that, that, that Brits often are very scared of stuff in Australia in a, in a way that, that says more about how we're sold than reality. But I think your antipathy towards sharks is probably quite sensible and you should mm, yeah. you should hold on to that. <laughs> um, uh, Perth, you should go to Clancy's Fish Pub in City Beach. That's my uncle's bar on the beach. It's amazing. All right, that um, down, Clancy. Clancy's in City Beach. Um, um, Perth is beautiful, but but it's all about going to the beach and going for walks along the, along the beach and... Uh, you know, just find going to my childhood home and oh. you know taking photos of yourself and then going to visit my mum and you should go visit my mum. I'll send my folks to your show actually. That'll be good. Oh my god, that's love lovely. You. Yes. But when you come to Sydney, you have to visit me. That's what you have to do. Of course, my god. Well, don't because I will turn up because people say that I'm the person who does turn up and your wife will be going fucking hell. Who's this man with glasses coming up the who's drive? This guy? <laughs> Oh, my God, um, I invited him. It's fucking Alan Carr. I've invited we'll a, him. I didn't think he'd come. <laughs> this is so awkward. Pretend um, we're out. Pretend we'll we're out. <laughs> Where are you playing in Sydney? What's your venue? State Theatre. Sydney State oh, Theatre. such a beautiful theatre. Someone said, um, didn't Seinfeld say it was like um, Saddam Hussein's bathroom? Is it quite ornate and gold? And... <laughs> it's quite ornate, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. And then I'm doing um, Sydney Opera House for the second day, which you're, you're performing there, aren't you, on the 22nd of November? Yeah, I'm on the stairs. I'm outdoors. But, um, I, yeah, I've played both those venues. They're, they are my two favourite venues in oh. Sydney, so you're doing very well. Oh, I can't wait. Um, I can't actually wait. I love Yeah, Australia. when do you come? November the 13th. And then, oh, I might even be there when you're there. I might come and see you. 
Yeah, that's so weird. Like, I'll be playing outdoors. I yeah. Think, mm. I think I'm around now. Nah, you're going to miss me. But uh, I'll see you, yeah. hopefully. We'll have to have a peppery Shiraz together. Peppery Shiraz. Now, tell me your worst ever holiday. And we're not naming and shaming, you know, we're not slagging off places. But have you ever gone on holiday and gone, what the hell am I doing here? This is a, not, not a dump. Have you had bad service? Was the weather bad? Was you caught in a natural disaster? What's your worst ever holiday? I, I, I'm not very good at these questions. I never remember. But I actually remember a terrible holiday. But it goes a bit dark. So another trigger warning here. <laughs> we went to Portugal once when my kid, when my first kid was only two or something. And we had these gorgeous friends. But it's just, it's just one of those holidays. My daughter got really crook. And we ended up in a hospital oh, in no. Portugal. Like she, for uh, once and then they sent us home and then we went again and then they sent us home and she was fine in the end. And then my friend, a friend of mine at home killed himself and uh, then I, uh, so that was bad. And then we went to Seville the next day and we were wandering around all those churches and uh, it was um, a really, really bad bleak bleak <laughs> holiday and uh i, I don't know how to make maybe that funny really no i was thinking more maybe losing your passport or <laughs> deli belly well, or it. you know stomach something. upset but suicide sorry i'm not very yeah <laughs> yeah 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 Never he mind. wasn't very well beautiful boy uh yeah so that was a shit holiday um say. i don't know i i'm not I'm not amazing at holidays. I bet you're good at holidays. I bet I bet you you can smash a holiday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm like we have lots of fun, there's lots of drinking games, I've got everything planned. Do you like a museum or an uh, art gallery? I do, but I'm I'm not very good at plans. <laughs> uh, do you know what I like? I I like and this is so annoying, but I just like doing stuff. So I don't mind the wandering around looking at old buildings. I, I love all that. But, you know, if there's a mountain biking and adventure or something I can jump off or <laughs> or a hike or, or, you know, I just want to do stuff with my body because I find stopping hard because yeah. I'm a, a bit of a workaholic. And so if I stop, if I, at least for the first few days of the holidays, if there's a bunch of activities, then at least I can have a bit of a come down off off my normal level. If I go straight from work to like today we're going to sit around a pool, <laughs> I just go mad in my brain. <laughs> have you ever done zip wiring? Uh, yeah, I've done a bit of a zip wire. Where have I done a zip wire? I've, I've done a bungee. I've, I've oh, jumped no. out of a plane. No, 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 no. I've done a couple of bungee jumps. I won't um, do a bungee jump because you've seen that footage when the man bounces back up and it's his head on the thing. Oh, no, I haven't. Why have you watched that? Don't watch that. Well, stuff. I went down one of those. Was it Alice in Alice? Was it the rabbit hole thing? A rabbit hole. Yeah, one there was of, one of them. One of them holes you get in Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Because of, uh, I was, you what, know, Alice's hole. <laughs> I was down Alice's hole. <laughs> I was all up Alice's hole. You know. No, I'm late. I'm late. This episode is brought to you by Bye. It's Wonder Water. What makes Bye so great? It's simple. From raspberry lemon lime by Sydney Sweeney to Zambia Bing Cherry and Palavo Pineapple Mango. Bai has antioxidants, electrolytes, and no artificial sweeteners. So for flavorful hydration, choose Bai. It's Wonder Water. Learn more about Bai and discover all of the exotic, bold flavors at drinkbai.com.
I was watching um, when fairground rides go wrong, and it's about people who have, you know, footage of people, like, really horrible. I might have had a few rosés, you know, and I put it on YouTube. Can I give you a hot tip? When you see a, a link that says when fairground rides go wrong, don't click on that. That's like people who click on the, like... You know, three top beheadings. <laughs> it's like, why are you? What, what is it? How about all these women who are obsessed? I'm. Um, I say women because statistically, it's very tilted towards women who are just obsessed by true crime and and like hearing the details of people who are murdered and and raped and stuff. I just, I just don't. Why? What is that compulsion? I don't. Well, I hate it. Well, we've got this thing now with Dharma. Have you seen that on Netflix? Now a lot of oh yeah, right. A lot of gays are going horny. Gays, I'd like to say, are like going, "Wow, I wouldn't mind being hit over the head with his dumbbell because that's how we killed his people." And I'm like, "Is there any other type of gays?" <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just horny gays. That, but I'm like, he's a serial killer. Why are you saying that? And they're putting this out in on Twitter. People can see they're a fucking lunatic. I don't get it. It's like when Fifty Shades of Grey came out and <laughs> everyone's like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> Turns out women really want to read about this stuff. <laughs> and then, you know, cut forward 10 years and it's like, oh, God, this is just <laughs> incredibly dark. Like, and I, I do think there will be very interesting studies on, <laughs> on what's going on there. But I am incredibly avoidant. I about that stuff. I I just I don't want to. I get that it's addictive, and I I know I would get addicted to it, but I don't want to start. I don't click on the link. Well, that's it. You see, and then next thing you know, it was like five a.m. in the morning, and there I am. You've been watching, watching eight hours of violent death. <laughs> yeah, bungee jumping go wrong, <laughs> masturbating, <laughs> <laughs> and here I am. Due to budget cuts here on Allen Air, we are only operating with a skeleton crew today, which means that we will be bungee jumping the trolley down the central aisle. Please take whatever you want as it flies past your head. Thank you so much. Cabin crew, get ready for landing. Cabin crew, get ready for landing. Right, okay, well, listen, we're about to start our descent, okay? Mm-hmm. We're about to start our descent. Um, I just told you about holiday with a suicide. I think we've descended, haven't we? I know, yeah. I mean, we might have to put some, like, nice music underneath just to uh, lift it up a bit, lift that anecdote. <laughs> Same. Can we have a dessert tray before we go any lower? Okay, you ready for this? Chamomile tea yeah. or strawberry daiquiri? Ooh, you have to pick uh, one. Um, well, just... strawberry daiquiri because it's got alcohol in it, but it doesn't sound like my scene at all. Oh, would you always go for a wine on a plane? Always for wine anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any time. Have wings. <laughs> Sometimes I'll like have a beer or a cocktail, and I'll be drinking it, going, "This is all well and good, but it, it could be a wine." <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just, I've, I've forgone. I've eschewed the opportunity for a wine here. What the fuck? I don't know myself anymore. What am I doing? Karaoke or Let Me Be? Will you sing karaoke? Oh, yeah. If the conditions are right. Would you go like a power ballad? And by conditions... Power ballad? Yeah, like a power ballad. 
Do you know why I have no discipline with karaoke and it usually involves alcohol? So all I need is to know that I don't have a show in the next week because I always trash my voice. Yeah, you've got to be careful with that. Do you know what I'm surprisingly good at? When I say karaoke, people and you assume I go for like, you know, a Kylie or a Steps or something. But you know a good one I do. Um, Guns and Roses. Oh, September rain? Uh, November rain. It's a month forward, isn't it? <laughs> Sorry, I was adjusting for the time difference. <laughs> I know you're in Australia, but you're not a month ahead. Um, <laughs> no. I literally Take just went, September rain, that doesn't what? sound right at all. I, I just, I just, that was a genuine mistake. I, I said September rain and I thought, that's, there's something wrong there. Is it September sun? No, it's, it's, it's always November. Could you remember the video? He froze himself through the wedding cake. Yeah. Yes, yeah. fascinating, I know, sorry. Amazing <laughs> piano. Nudist or not on your Nelly, have you ever gone nude? I wouldn't wander around a nude beach, but skinny dipping a lot. Night swimming, nude night swimming almost religiously through my early 20s. And then the last question, tip them or fuck them. Do you give good tips or do you think, no, I'll never see you again, fuck you? Well, that's not how I interpreted that dichotomy. <laughs> I thought it was like, do you give them good tips or do you fuck them? <laughs> I haven't got uh, any money, but will my penis do? <laughs> <laughs> how about this tip? Um, <laughs> I, I, um, I find tipping or this awkward cultural thing. Of course, in America, you tip all the time, but like a, a like a, if a driver drops you off in Australia they they wouldn't expect it but because I've spent time in other countries I kind of feel compelled to and I I'm I probably err on the side of not tipping in Australia because it's just not done but also you never have cash right so when you go to America because I never have cash I'm like the queen um except not anymore <laughs> I mean is it too soon um <laughs> <laughs> a bit of a bad analogy there. I'm like a dead yeah, monarch. I'm like the queen, but fully alive. Um, oh, God. There goes my knighthood. <laughs> um, fuck, I do want a knighthood. I thought if I'd stayed in England and kept writing family musicals, I might have copped a knighthood, don't you reckon? Oh, God, yes, of course. Although the, I don't know, the fuck the Pope stuff might have, I don't know. It's a balance. Yeah, you're not, you're not balance, really yeah. sort of got in their good books, have you? <laughs> Well, they're, they're not Catholics, though. So anyway, um, uh, I um, don't carry cash. So I, I, in America, you literally have to go to the bank at the airport and get out small denomination, you know, so that you're ready to tip because you, you can't not tip. But, yeah. So fuck them, is what I'm saying. That's <laughs> Thank you so much, Tim. I'm so jealous of you having a wine. But thank you so oh, much. It's a pleasure. Thank you for flying Alan Air. Thanks, Tim. And don't forget, if you're a fan of his stand-up, then you do not want to miss the 23rd of November. That's when his critically acclaimed stand-up show, Back, will be being shown all over the UK in cinemas. Thanks for listening and never, ever, ever forget. Life's a bee. Bee. 